the Anaheim Ducks have one prospect still playing, one prospect that just got eliminated, and possibly two future prospects and how they're connected. Hmm. We'll see. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. This is Locked On Anaheim Ducks. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. And hey, thank you for making this your first listen or maybe your first watch of the day. And if it's your first watch of the day, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Today, we're going to talk about prospects, prospects, and, well, prospects. And a little bit about the NHL draft. First, I want to remind you that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and hey, we're on YouTube now. So do check that out on YouTube if you haven't already. This is only maybe my fourth or fifth YouTube video, but this is now episode number 542 on the audio side. So hey, how about that? I've been doing this for about three years, going into the fourth year, and going into that fourth year, there's there's some hope. There, There is a lot of hope. First, let's talk about the prospect that is still in the playoffs because we've got to talk about Mason McTavish. How can we not start with one of the hottest goal scorers in the entire juniors, especially one of the top players in the OHL right now? You know I'm talking about Mason McTavish. You knew, Come on, you guys knew I was going to start with that, right? Right? Of course I am. Mason McTavish, now with the Hamilton Bulldogs, is tearing it up right now. How much is he tearing it up? Glad you asked. Mason McTavish, as of right now, has scored 10 goals in 12 games. 19 points. This includes, by the way, 4 goals against his old team, the Peterborough Peets. That's right. He scored Four goals in two games at Peterborough, and that was the four-game series. Oh, and in those two games, he scored seven points. You want to talk about having a chip on your shoulder? You want to talk about sticking it to your old team? Yeah, McTavish has that kind of edge. If I'm the Ducks, I would not want to get rid of him anytime soon because can you imagine if McTavish goes to some team in the Western Conference And then he comes back to the pond and says, Now you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to score a hat-trick on you. Yeah, I could see McTavish doing that at some point. The young goal scorer right now, once again, 10 goals, 9 assists for 19 points. He's currently playing in the OHL Finals. That is right. They are playing starting this weekend against the Windsor Spitfires. Before we talk about McTavish, let's talk about just the schedule really, really quickly. Game one will start Friday, this coming Friday, June 3rd, at Hamilton. Then game two is Sunday. Game three is at Windsor on Monday the 6th. Then there's a three-day break for some reason. Then they're back at Windsor for game four on Friday. Game five, if necessary, will take place next Sunday the 10th. Game 6 will take place on Monday the 13th. And if we need a Game 7, Wednesday, June 15th at Hamilton. Hmm. So, 
there, there's a best of best of seven series. Hamilton has the home ice advantage. Windsor just came off of a very tough series. Uh, okay, a very very tough series against the Flint Firebirds, and here you have Hamilton sticking it to the North Bay Battalion in a four game sweep, mind you. That last game was no contest. In fact, most of that series was no contest. In that series, Hamilton outscored the battalion. You ready for this? Mm, I feel bad saying this. 22 to 6. 22 to 6 was the series between Hamilton and North Bay. It was no contest. McTavish still playing spectacular hockey right now. Probably some of the best hockey that he's frankly ever played. And I'm not just saying that as hyperbole. I actually mean that. I think he has been probably one of the best players in these entire playoffs. Just looking at his last few games, he's got a point streak right now. Five points in that four-game sweep, including a nice, nifty roofer goal just past the blocker in Game 2 of that series. And that was a goal where he kind of got tripped up in his own offensive zone, went back around the goalie, set himself up, positioned himself to get to the high slot, and just got it right on the blocker side corner. Now imagine you're a goalie and you see Mason McTavish in the high slot and no one's covering him because, oh my gosh, he's on the ground. He got tripped. No one's going to cover him, right? (laughs) Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Mason McTavish has scored at least one point in all but one game in this playoffs. All but one. And that was game two against Peterborough. Then after that, it's really been all, all Hamilton. In fact, let's look at Hamilton's 12 games because they've all been just blowouts. They beat Peterborough 5-2, then 5-2 again at home. Then they went to Peterborough, 7-2-7-3, four-game sweep. Then they played Mississauga, 4-2, 4-2, 3-0-3-2, again, four-game sweep. Then they go against the Battalion, 5-2, 5-0, 6-4, shutout. Say it with me, guys. Four-game sweep. So far, they have gone fo-fo-fo. Those of you that are classic NBA fans will... Remember, remember what that means. But fo fo fo. Could this be a four game sweep again for Hamilton? And if so, Mason McTavish normally would be the MVP in these circumstances. But hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, there, there's a player out there that's that's doing better. Oh, he's not. Wait, he's not signed. He's not signed. Well, heck. Get him. Get him, Anaheim. Yeah, I'm talking about Logan Morrison. Logan Morrison went undrafted last year. He actually sat at his house and he was tear he was beginning to tear up by the seventh round. He was expected to go fourth or fifth round, and he got passed up by everybody by the end of the seventh round. And this is a really sad article. But even his mom could tell that he was glassy-eyed towards the end. And and he did cry. And honestly, I wouldn't blame him. 
I mean, there was so much talk about this kid being an up-and-coming goal scorer. He did score 45 points in that pandemic-shortened season. And 2021, he didn't play at all. So scouts did not get to watch him play. He didn't really get to work out a whole lot, again, because of pandemic. So there was not a whole lot of recent tape on him. So teams just passed him up and said, no, like we can't take a chance because we haven't seen him play. This season feels like a big middle finger to all the naysayers. Because so in this season, he scored 100 points in the regular season in these playoffs. He has scored 26 points in 12 games. Let me repeat that. 26 points in 12 games. That leads everybody in these playoffs except for one player. And he plays for the Windsor Spitfires. And that is Wyatt Johnston. But that's 31 points in 18 games. As far as points per game... Logan Morrison leads everybody over two points a game. If I'm the Anaheim Ducks, or really if I'm any team in the NHL, you got to take a chance on this kid, right? Logan Morrison is lighting up the OHL as we speak, and he might be the MVP of these playoffs, and he might win the playoffs MVP award, assuming that Hamilton wins it. And at this point, you have to assume the Bulldogs are going to win the Bobby Orr Cup. So once again, game one on Friday, game two on Sunday. If you have a chance to watch it on CHL TV, hey, do check it out. I mean, this is the future of the Ducks here. Mason McTavish, and hey, you have Logan Morrison. Maybe the Ducks go after him. Who knows? All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. But first, let's talk about my favorite protein bar, and that is Built Bar. Sorry. That is Built Bar, which is back and better than ever. And especially these Built Puffs, which actually they taste pretty good. I like the Built Puffs a lot. And once again, thanks to Built for sending over this product. This is the White Chocolate Birthday Cake Puff. It's quite good. It kind of tastes a little Funfetti-ish. Only 150 calories, 9 grams of sugar. They're delicious. But my personal favorite flavor is still the Churro Puff flavor. And I don't have one on me because I ate them all. But if you want to try the latest Built Bars and Built Puffs for yourselves, then head over to Built.com right, right, right now. Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's talk about the WHL. Yeah, we have to do it because there is a Ducks prospect on there that had a good season, had a very good stretch, and unfortunately for him, it all just kind of fell apart in this last round, and that's a shame. I'm talking about Gage Alexander. Okay, let's let's talk about him. Gage Alexander currently playing for the Winnipeg Ice. They were in a battle with the Edmonton Oil Kings. And honestly, he had a good start to the series, but it all just kind of fell apart. Especially in that game five. So let's talk about that game five really quickly. Carter Souch scored. Then Jake Neighbors. Then Jake Neighbors again. This all in the first period. 
Then the guy that chased him out on a very nice goal, but one that Gage probably should have had. Caden Gooley scored the goal that knocked him out just 10 minutes into the first period. Now, you're wondering, Caden Gooley, before you ask, yes. Yes, he is related to Brendan Gooley, who, oh, by the way, why does that name sound familiar? Oh, because Brayden Gooley is currently in the Ducks system with the San Diego goals. So his brother, Caden Gooley, scored the goal that knocked out Gage Alexander from that game and ultimately from the playoffs. I mean, you talk about ending a season in the worst possible way. That was it. That was the worst way to get knocked out. In that four-game series, and oh boy, this is bad. So he allowed one goal. It was an overtime loss. One goal allowed in an overtime loss against Edmonton. That is a tough break. Tough break. Then game two, he allows one goal, gets the win. All right, so he's got some offense behind him. He's got some run support. Game three, this one was tough. And watching the extended highlights of this, this one is tough to watch. Gage Alexander had a great game. But stop me if you've heard this, Ducks fans. The defense in front of him did nothing. And if he was going to get a taser, he was going to use it that night. 55 shots on goal. He saved 51. A 51 save overtime loss to Edmonton Oil Kings. For the Eastern Conference Championship in the WHL. And gosh, I I feel for the kid. I feel for the kid because he tried his best. If it wasn't for him, it would have been a blowout. He made some spectacular saves that single-handedly kept the Winnipeg Ice in that game. In that game! And to lose in heartbreaking fashion like that, that sucks. That just sucks. Game four, he allows four goals, gets a loss. Okay. Then game five, he allows four goals in ten minutes gets chased and that's the series. Yeah. That that was the series for Gage Alexander. So, yeah, that one game or really those last two games did raise his goals against more than a bit. In the playoffs, he had a goals against of 365, a save percentage of 9.10, and he was 1-2-1-2 in the playoffs. Look, he had a great season. He had a 240 goals against. He was great during the season. He had a little bit of injury issues, but he's still a great, great, great kid. And I'm going to say this again. He's only 19 years old. He's still young. If I'm the Ducks, I still possibly give him a look with the San Diego goals. Or at the very least, I could see him going to the ECHL, still get some work in. But he could be a good depth goaltender, possibly for the San Diego goals. But again, it's tough to say where he's going to go. And he is big-bodied. He's 6'6", 205. He does have some Vasilevsky-type qualities that he still needs to work on. He still needs to work on some things. I hope that he takes that last game, game five... And just channels it and says, no, I'm coming back next season. And 
going to do much better. That's the hope. That's the big hope. So that team on the other side, the Edmonton Oil Kings, well, they're going to make it to the finals. And who are they playing against? They are playing against Seattle. That's right. They are playing the Seattle T-Birds. There's a player on that Seattle team that I'm really, really looking forward to watching. And his name, and I hope the Ducks can pick him up in the draft, Kevin Korchinski. So the reason I bring him up is going to be in the third segment, which we will get to momentarily. But first, hey, we have an important favor to ask you, the fans. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10, that's 10, 100 buck Ticketmaster gift cards to take to our audience. And hey, just for doing a survey, you could get a Ticketmaster gift card. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey and fill out the survey. And thank you very much for your help. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN. That's me. Yeah, that's me down there. Jason Hernandez, at StimpyJD on Twitter. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So I mentioned how this all connects together. We have a group chat that I've mentioned on, on this podcast, and I communicate with some of the other Locked On hosts. So this year, we're doing a locked-on mock draft, and the Ducks have the 10th overall selection. And, you know, we all had our picks, and I'm not going to spoil it too much because we are going to have videos on this, but some of the big guns were taken. You know, Logan Cooley was taken. His stock rose a lot. Brad Lambert was taken. And one guy that I liked a lot, Cutter Gauthier, he was taken. So I'm like, okay, well, there's two guys that are available that I like. One of them is Marco Casper. Uh, Daniel Daniel Yurov, I like a lot, but he might not get to play in the States. He is currently in Russia, and with this war going on between Russia and Ukraine, who knows if he would even be able to play here in the States. So that's a big risk. Marco Casper, I like a lot, but his stock has kind of fallen off a little bit. So the one name that I love a lot, and he is still playing in the WHL final, Kevin Korchinski. That is someone that, gosh, I'm excited about watching him play in the final for Seattle against, well, against a team that I just mentioned, the Edmonton Oil Kings. And speaking as someone that covers the Ducks, yeah, the team that beat up on the Ducks prospect the team that chased out Gage Alexander, I want them to lose. <laughs> I absolutely want them to lose big time. Oh, well. Anyway, the Seattle Thunderbirds are going to face the Edmonton Oil Kings in a 
best of seven series. And we have that schedule as well. Game one of that series will take place Friday at Edmonton. Game two takes place at Edmonton on Sunday. Then we go to Seattle for games three and four. Game three will take place Tuesday the 7th. Game four will take place Wednesday the 8th. Then we travel back to Edmonton for a possible game five, Saturday, June 11th. And then we have game six, Monday, June 13th. And then Tuesday, June 14th, if necessary, will be at Edmonton. So that's if necessary. But I'm looking forward to seeing Kevin Korchinski just continue to light it up. This kid has been on a different planet, especially the last few games. This season, oh, by the way, he's a defenseman with these hats. Let me just preface this by saying he's a defenseman, all right? During the season, 65 points in 67 games. During these playoffs, 16 points in 19 games. He has had a better postseason. I, I feel bad saying this, but there's a reason. But again, there's reasons. He's having a much better postseason than Olin Zellweger. Although Olin Zellweger has been a little bit injured. And he was part of that first round collapse. Then he had the one game in San Diego. But Korchinski is someone that I hope, I hope he is right there at number 10. Oh yeah, he's 17 years old. He's underage and he's doing this well. Yeah, yeah. 17 years old, helping lead the Seattle T-Birds team. And so far in these playoffs, he's looked every bit just amazing. Looking at that last series against Kamloops. Yeah. Scored four goals. or Sorry, four points in that series. Three goals and one point in that series. And ooh, he is fluid. He's got some good speed on him. He's a great skater. One of the one of the better skating defensemen in this year's draft. And there are some draft boards that have him at number 10. There are some boards that have him in the 20s. But his stock has risen over the past couple of weeks. And especially during that series against, I think it was Kelowna, where he just had three-point game, three-point game, three-point game. His stock rose pretty quickly at that point. And right now, it is still rising. And now that he's in the final against Edmonton, there's going to be a lot more scouts keeping an eye on him. There's going to be a lot more film on him. And if he can put together a pretty decent final for the WHL championship, then I'm afraid to say this, but if he does well, then he might get swooped up at 8 or 9. And if I'm the Ducks, and I mentioned this on yesterday's audio-only podcast... Yeah, the Ducks do want to get more solid defensemen. And this is a defenseman. This is a Pat Verbeek defenseman. If there ever was one. Ever. 6-2. Buck 75. Good speed. Good hockey IQ. This is the guy you want. This is a defenseman that you definitely want if you're the Anaheim Ducks. You need to look to the future. You've got to look ahead and see... That Kevin Shattenkirk, he's going to be gone after next season. Okay, so you could build around Jamie Drysdale, Olin Zellweger, and possibly Korchinski. If you could have 
that trio, that threesome as your defense, as your first and second line defense, and have another good veteran defenseman, like maybe a Klingberg. That could be a really good defensive foursome that could be a part of the Ducks' future. And gosh, I would be I would be thrilled if he drops or if he's available at number 10. I don't want to say drops because we don't know how he's going to do in this final yet. But if he's there at number 10, the Ducks need to take a serious look, a very serious look. And in our mock draft, I actually picked him at number 10. And the first thing other JD said, uh, NorCal JD, who hosts the Locked on Sharks, he said, ah, screw you. I wanted him. Well, too bad. You might not get him. It might be the Ducks getting him. So that is one big name that I'm really targeting, one that I am looking at. So once again, he will be one of the featured players in this season's WHL championship. Once again, starts this weekend, Seattle versus Edmonton. That is going to be exciting, folks. That's going to be really fun to watch. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast and today's YouTube. Once again, thank you all for your continued support and thanks for watching. Don't forget to make Locked On Ducks your first listen of the day. And hey, make Locked On NHL your second listen or your second watch of the day. I just was on Locked On NHL with Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On LA Kings. Sarah and I talked a little bit about the, the NHL playoffs, talked about a couple of former Ducks in these playoffs. So yeah, we had a lot of fun just a couple days ago, so do check that out. Also, don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could follow me on Twitter. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And my personal Twitter, once again, is at StimpyJD. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.